What's your worst investing decision? Did you make it because of YOLO, you only live once? One bold young trader tried a strategy that he quickly regretted and paid the price for. And we get to learn from his big mistake. Plus, it is alumni week. And we have season one thought leader and guest co-host, CFP and CFA, Tara Falcone of Rise Up, back with us. That and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And I'm Tara Falcone, coming to you from Rise Up headquarters in Newport, Rhode Island. This is the Money News Show, where we break down the money news headlines that matter most to you with our thought leaders like Tara Falcone. We break the stories down into what we think we need to be talking about. And we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. I bungled that again, second day in a row, but let's just keep going. Thanks to Round for supporting Money with Friends. Round is a digital consultant that gets members direct access to premium investments. With Round, your money is actively invested with Wall Street's top fund managers. Open a Round account today to access Forbes' number one rated app for high-end investment management. Head to investround.com forward slash MWF for more info and to support the show. Tara, two days in a row, I bungled the headline. What's up with that? It's all good. All good. It's fine. (laughs) So great to have you here. It's like old times, except our audio is working. Yay. Yes. Before there were so many tech issues and now it's like you're a pro. You've got it all coming back, sliding right in as an alum. So thanks for having me back. What have you been up to? Lots of things. Uh, we are moving forward with lots of new schools for Lit for this uh, upcoming fall semester. What is Lit? Is explain what Lit is. Oh, right, explain so, what Lit is. Uh, Lit is an online financial literacy, basically a personal finance one-on-one course that we um, license to universities around the country. And so basically it's me teaching college students everything they need to know about personal finance while they're in college and before they graduate uh, and then after they graduate so that they're not making a lot of the same money mistakes that like you and I probably made when we first got out of college. Uh, So we're focusing on doubling down on that and then also shifting a bit more into like the investing heavy focus and kind of getting back to my roots, if you will, my investing roots and um, answering people's money questions and investing questions and hopefully having a service that will help them make smarter investing decisions later this year. Well, we are going to definitely be leaning on you a lot with this story that you picked out because it is all about big mistakes made in investing. But first, let's see which one of our money friends is going to lead us into the headline. This is Gertrude, room mom over at the Stacking Benjamins Facebook basement group. I just like hanging out and chatting about the news. That's why I tuned into Money with Friends. All right, Tara, you want to start us off here? Let's do it. So the headline is Young Traders Epic Beyond Meat Stock Misfire, Biggest Mistake of My Life. And in quotes, that's what I get for betting against the vegan movement. And this is by um, Sean Langlois. Um, and it was originally on um, Market Watch. So I'll start reading. Uh, For veteran Wall Street types, $12,000 is a rounding error. Um, But for a guy getting his feet wet in the options pits, losing that much will leave a scar. Unfortunately, that's what happened this week to an anonymous, uh, oh, sorry, just missed my my space, to an anonymous trader whom we'll call Juice if the sob story he shared on Reddit is accurate. He said, I thought I'd give options a try because I was doing pretty well swing trading and it was probably the biggest mistake 
of my life. He wrote in a post, I'm going to liquidate everything and pretend I didn't just YOLO away a large chunk of my savings today on a stupid play that I didn't fully understand. Uh, if you don't know what YOLO means, it's you only live once. And it's the rally cry for Reddit's Wall Street Bets bunch. It's a subreddit there on Reddit. Uh, where excessive risk and sideways trades are celebrated daily. For most trading novices, options are best avoided, but apparently not for these guys. Uh, and Juice, as we'll call him, uh, shared a, a screenshot of his investing app showing that his account, his investing account that was $18,500 roughly, was down $12,000 that day based on a, an options play that he had um, purchased. So it goes on, when a trader buys an option, he's buying the right but not the obligation to sell a stock at a specified price until the contract expires. Um, buying puts is often a way to bet against a stock like Juice did with Beyond Meat, so betting that it's going to go down. Uh, but it has surged more than 60% over the past month. Uh, so the timing of his options play, however, couldn't have been much worse. Starbucks announced on Tuesday that the coffee giant aims to add more plant-based items to its menu, sending shares of Beyond Me up 15%. So he says, that's what I get for betting against the vegan movement. Uh, definitely the hardest financial lesson I've learned to date. I'm only 23, though, so I guess there's plenty of time to make it up. Uh, the bet in some ways reflects growing appetite by average investors for risky plays as the stock market roars to new heights. At last check, the Dow was up modestly, but further distancing itself from the $29,000 level. Um, the Wall Street Journal reported earlier this month that over the past 20 years, stock options volume has grown more than six times to around 4.4 billion options contracts in 2019, uh, citing options clearing corp. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get back to that. Let's just finish out a little bit more about the piece. One benefit to purchasing equity options is that they can often be bought for a fraction of the underlying stock price and can be used as a way to hedge one's exposure. And that would be when used properly. And in the case of juice, to make a speculative directional bet on an asset that can sometimes deliver a gut punch. Wall Street Bets isn't typically the place to go for a sympathetic shoulder, but considering Juice's age and inexperience, there were plenty on offer. So here are some of the what people said there. <laughs> Quote, your main problem is going against the trend. We're in a strong bull with very good investor sentiment. Zero, 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 whatever the username wrote. No reason to go against it. Even if you think something will drop, guess what? It's just It'll just be bought back up. So why not get it after the drop? That's how you play the current market. And another Reddit Redditor looked at the bright side and called it, quote, a college semester of learning condensed into one afternoon of trading. At least there's that juice. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. What do you think? So I think it's really interesting. I have heard a lot of new novice investors getting involved in options trading as kind of their first foray into investing. And frankly, it boggles my mind. Um, options trading is sort of like the next level of stock trading. Generally, people would start by buying a share of an individual stock, not necessarily a derivative of that individual stock. Um, but clearly, that's not what Wall Street Bets is all about. Um, and as it mentions in the piece that, you know, options can be an interesting uh, equity trade and it can actually be much cheaper for you to get what's called exposure to a stock, meaning it's, you know, price movement up or down without actually having to buy the actual stock. Uh, but if you don't know what you're doing, especially in like an investing app that just sort of allows you to do whatever you, you know, buttons you click and doesn't really give you any warning signs, it can be very dangerous. So uh, what, what I find was interesting, actually, in this case, so this was posted on Reddit, I, I dug into the, the depths of Reddit, which you never want to do unless you've got a couple of hours 
hours <laughs> to kill. Um, so I dug into the depths of Reddit. And actually, interestingly, he posted this on Wednesday. Um, and to circle back a little bit, basically what he did was that he was betting that the Beyond stock price would go below $127. And the expiration date, the length of time that he had to kind of win in this scenario was by Friday, uh, January 24th. So he was betting that it was going to be below that number by Friday. However, on Wednesday, just two days prior to this options contract expiring, the stock shot up, apparently because Starbucks announced something about it going to use um, some, you know, meatless alternatives going forward. And so he was like, oh, crap, this isn't good. This is going to expire out of the money, it's called. So it's going to, you know, be above $127. I want to cut my losses now. So he actually went and closed his position. However, the stock dropped from Wednesday to Friday. And actually, at the close of uh, trading on Friday, it was at $119. So, so below that $127 exercise price. So if he had just held on, he actually would have made a ton of money on this. But instead, he cut his losses way too early, did an emotional trade um, to get out of this options contract. And he ended up losing a lot of money as a result. Whereas if he had you know, stuck to the initial convention, conviction that led him into buying that options contract, contract to begin with, he could have made um, a bunch of money. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I see it all the time, people freaking out and having emotional responses to, to stock trades, and also that combined with not knowing what they're doing. And it just ultimately leads to losing a bunch of money. Yeah. And that's and $12,000 is a lot of money. Yeah, I, that's just that's a significant amount. I mean, on Wall Street, like it said, it's a it's a rounding error. <laughs> but uh, for the average individual, that's a significant chunk of, ch- of cash. And I think you said something really important. You talk about emotional, and it's mm. really important to understand the risks that you can really handle. The truth is, it was basically a couple days, and he couldn't handle it. And I think that you really right. need to know know yourself, and that might mean working with a professional who can give you some, you know, more. I don't know, just un, someone that's not a stakeholder in your life, uh, some information about how much risk you can really take. That's one of the things that when you go meet with a CFP or other financial professionals, they will be assessing what the right risk profile is for you. And for this person, clearly their risk profile did not match what the activity that they were doing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, engaging in options trading, especially when you're inexperienced and you don't, you know, you don't have the kind of financial analysis background to really know what you're betting on and when to make changes or not uh, is incredibly risky. It's all, it's gambling at that point. Right. And uh, clearly that's what he was doing. He got afraid and he, you know, cut his losses and went home more or less um, instead of kind of sticking around for the, the option to expire to get to the expiration date. And he could have made a bunch more money instead. Right. And, you know, options are, as you mentioned, they're really not for beginners. They're derivatives. They are, you know, when you buy a stock, just to buy a stock long is what it's called. The worst you can do is lose the money that you've spent to buy the stock. That's the absolute worst case scenario. But if you do other things, even just shorting a stock, which is basically, you know, betting that it's going to go down using borrowing you can use you can lose infinite money because the stock could yep. just go up. So you're very exposed when you do anything that is sort of out of the mainstream. And I think that's where people can really lose their shirts. We do have a comment. We uh, we we record this live in front of a Facebook Live audience. We have Kimberly here with us, and um, she has a comment. If you want to grab that, Tara. Yeah, I'd love to. And I just reading it, I think it's great advice. Uh, Kimberly says, I'd recommend most new investors to go in slow and steady, 
through index funds until they understand what they're doing. That's absolutely right. Things like index funds or ETFs even provide uh, a very simple, low-cost way for new investors um, to purchase a diversified portfolio of assets, whether it's stocks or bonds or some type of mix. Um, that way, you don't have to be doing the you know independent financial analysis on your own about this stock and that stock, but rather you're buying a big basket of them, which spreads the risk around. So that's a great that's a great comment, and definitely where most people should start. And when people do express interest, I mean, as an investing expert in using derivative products, options, and um, other different ways to invest, what do you? at what time is it the right time? Because they can be a really good tool, ironically, in the context of this conversation to reduce risk. Yeah, they can be. So there's lots of different ways that um, options can be used to reduce risks. Um, one of the ways that I... Um, well, they're kind of two different strategies. So the first is what's called um, selling a covered call. So that's when you own the stock, but you don't think it's going to go up very much, and but you want to still make a little bit of money off of it. So you can actually be, instead of the person purchasing a call, which is the right to um, purchase a stock at a, at a certain price, you can be the one selling that. So basically, somebody's paying you for the option. Uh, so you're getting that real-time kind of income coming in now, and you own the stock underneath. So if it actually does increase past the price on the options contract, that's fine. You made you know the premium that they had to pay you, and you offload your stock at a higher price. Um, so that's one way to kind of make some kind of current income on a stock that you don't think is actually going to appreciate in price very much. Um, the other way that kind of mitigates a lot of your risk is what's called a protective put. So that's when you own a, a certain stock. So let's say beyond, right? You actually own shares of the stock itself. And then you buy a, an options contract, um, a put contract that allows you to sell it at a certain price. And that's basically providing you a floor on your stock price so that if the stock does dip below that, you can sell what you have at a higher price instead of losing even more money as it continues to go down. So that's a way to, to mitigate your potential losses. Um, and to kind of cap your potential gains. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, there's there, the options world is so enormous and there's so many different types of, of uh, options plays and basically you can combine one with another and they become things called like butterfly spreads and like bear bull spreads and all these crazy things. Um, but the general puts calls are kind of where I let, you know, dip your toes in the water with those. And if you own the underlying, which is the actual stock, um, then you're significantly reducing your risk in general um, because you don't have to then go out and borrow on margin to execute those, those options contracts. Wow, that is such great information. <laughs> I, just lot, learned so, <laughs> I just learned so much. Um, not that I'm going to be doing any of that in any no, time soon. Mostly, I, don't even I, do I have a lot of, of index that. funds, but, but that's good to know because you know what? Mm -hmm. When we hear that, we also go, wow, this is probably for professionals or people that have really put the time into learning all that you just said. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as we've mentioned before, like I have all the letters, right? I've taken all the tests. So like yeah. I have learned how all of that stuff works, but I personally have not actually done it in practice. So like, I don't even trade options because it is, it requires time. Um, you know, it's, it's an, an it's extra layer of kind of complexity in your portfolio. Um, however, if you, you know, are in certain situations, like I said, you have a stock that you think is going to be stagnant. There might be ways to make money off of that using options contracts. Or if you're worried about a stock, you know, going down significantly, um, there's a way to pay, money today to kind of buy insurance more or less um, on the, the floor of that stock price. So 
Very it's well interesting said. stuff. It's really, you know, it's fascinating stuff. And thank you for doing that extra work to go research what had <laughs> actually happened, the full story, because it is fascinating exactly how it went down. It wasn't just that he made, a, in theory, a mistake making a bet he didn't, I don't think, fully understood. But then the real lesson here is about the risk, that mm-hmm. he wasn't ready to take that risk. He didn't have the stomach for that. And I think a lot of people need to really be honest with how much risk we think we can take a high risk because we want that big return. But the truth is many of us don't have the stomach for it. And I think he learned a lot about himself. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people, when they start investing, um, enter into investing with a very greedy mind. They just want to make money, make more money and lots of money. Uh, And that leads people to do some pretty risky things um, that, you know, if they were to do a gut check in, you know, various scenarios, they probably wouldn't be comfortable with the potential outcomes, but they don't think about that when they, when they get started. No, no, but we all should be talking about our portfolios and being deliberate with them. So let's just take a moment to talk about how you might be managing your money right now, my friends. Lots of people think about doing the right things, but their actual portfolio could probably use some work. And that's where Round comes in. Round is a digital investment consultant that gets members direct access to premium investments. With Round, your money is actively invested with Wall Street's top fund managers. That means investing with fund managers who can strategically reallocate your money during market volatility. They also get your money exposure to alternative asset classes, the ones you've been meaning to invest in but haven't had the time to research. And as we just discussed, I mean, you need to put the time in. You need to know what you're doing or you need to work with professionals. So instead of dealing with a financial advisor who may be looking out for their own bottom line, these guys are looking out for yours. In fact, here's something that might surprise you. Round waives their fee if your returns turn up negative in a given month. That is how sure they are. Open a round account today to access Forbes' number one rated app for high-end investment management. Head to investround.com forward slash MWF for details and to get started. That is investround.com forward slash MWF. Lots of investing talk today, Tara. I like it. Do you want to go first with the takeaway or you want the final word? I'll take the final word. You can go first. All right. So I talked at the top about YOLO and we do get YOLO a lot, which is you only live once. And if you're going to make investing mistakes, it is good to do it, of course, when you are young, as this young person was. Options can be a great tool to actually lower your risk, as Tara very clearly illustrated to us. There's a lot of great techniques, but they're complicated. You have to take the time to know what you are doing and you have to really look in the mirror and be honest about what kind of risk you are prepared to stomach. And it's probably a lot lower than you think when it gets down when it gets down to it. Yes, those are great. That's a great takeaway, Bobby. Um, I will add a couple of things. First is that you have to take the emotions out of investing. Um, you have to really be focused on the long-term goal that you have and just understand that like ups and downs are part of that. Um, and also another thing that you should recognize is that you only lose money when you sell. So this is a very well highlighted in this story in that he actually would have made money if he didn't sell. Um, And what I mean by that is that you don't realize your losses until you actually sell the stock or you get out of of, uh, the position. So um, just because it looks like you're down doesn't mean you're out necessarily. Um, Maybe you need to do a little bit more research and and stick to your conviction. Um, But ultimately, one of the things I want to highlight is that, and I'm not going to name the investing app name, but I think it's, if you're familiar with them, it's very clear which investing app this screenshot and this article came from. Um, And it's, the thing I want to highlight is that certain investing apps are for certain people and others are not. Uh, And you need to recognize as a new, you know, 
inexperienced investor, what apps are kind of safe for you to, to get started with and what apps are not. Um, and what I mean by that is that some apps allow you to do too many things such as trading options or trading on margin or buying cryptocurrencies, the more riskier, uh, you know, kind of investment plays that maybe you as a new novice investor aren't ready for. And so, you know, when you're looking for an investing app uh, to download, you know, you might want to look at other things that really only allow you to buy and sell maybe individual stocks or index funds or ETFs um, and don't let you kind of play with the, you know, the big dogs or the the professionals who probably know a lot more than you do. Um, so just, just be wary of that. Different investing um, apps, you know, charge different things and they offer different services and some of them are free, uh, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily the best option for you personally. So just do your research. Very well said. Sometimes simple is best. Yeah. Yes. Tara, it's been so much fun having you back here. Give us a little window into what we can expect from you and from Rise Up in 2020 and Lit. Yes. So uh, we are working very hard to expand Lit to additional schools. We're very excited about some potential partners that we've been speaking to. So stay tuned on that front for some exciting announcements in the fall. Um, And then make sure that you're following us on Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're going to kind of... um, basically resurrect those channels and focus much more on investing and answering your questions. I want to do some like live Q and A's about investing and retirement questions. So if you have those types of things, you want to get um, started investing and you have, you know, maybe this particular episode piqued your interest because it's new and, you know, different and that you've heard before, um, then make sure that you're, you're subscribed to, to the rise up channels because we've got a lot of fun content coming out around those, uh, those concepts. Okay. Tell us all of your handles. Oh, yeah. So go to youtube.com slash rise up, R-E-I-S-U-P. And then on Instagram, we are at rise up LLC. Wonderful. And to learn more about Tara and all of our hosts, our thought leaders, alumni, current cast, and soon season three cast, go to moneywithfriendspodcast.com for all of those profiles. You can also find links to the articles that we talk about. Just go to the day that the show is released to find those and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle in both places is at moneyfriendspod. And thank you, Tara, for being with us. Thank you, Bobby, for especially for allowing me the creative direction to go a little more into the, you know, investing sphere on this one. I appreciate it. This was so much fun. And um, again, Alumni Week, so much fun. Joe's going to be back with another alum tomorrow. And uh, we'll leave that a surprise for now, but definitely tune in. And uh, thanks for joining us. Have a great day, everyone. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.